0: Hello and welcome to the Lock In Podcast, the show that lifts the lid on the realities of life in the pub trade. I'm the morning advertiser's Ed Beddington, and with me Ever and my trusty co hosts, Heath Ball and James Cuthbertson. Heath has been working in hospitality ever since his little hobbit feet could touch the ground, so since he was about 30. James, on the other hand, is newer to the hospitality sector, having previously been sacked from every other profession. I mean, you're nodding. I mean, is that an agreement? Yeah. I think internationally it's agreement, yeah. I thought I'd change it up rather than sort of pretend you're experts. And, no, it's and, all right, and fine. Undermine you, so no ah, appreciation. Ah, ah. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and please do like and share on social media. And feel free to drop us a line at the MA to get us to tackle the topics you'd like to hear. So guys, I don't know about you two, but it's beginning to feel like we're at a bit of a crossroads or perhaps a cliff edge for the sector at the moment. So in this episode, we're going to be tackling some of those topical issues that everyone in the trade has been talking about. The ongoing uncertainty over June the 21st and what that means for the sector. The ongoing row around smoking outside of pubs. The ongoing challenges around staffing and the ongoing challenges around supply. So lots of ongoing challenges in there. Um, we'll be seeing some great guests throughout the podcast, including the British Beer and pub association's Emma McClarkin and getting the supplier view from John Graves of Abendum. We'll also be discussing the staffing crisis with hospitality recruitment specialist James Ellis Smith of One Avenue. But before we get into all of that, let's discuss the really important issues. Uh, James, you fell off a ladder the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Tremors were felt. Um, Tremors were felt. I did, I felt it and I live about two miles away.
1: Um, Well, it wasn't my best work shall we say. (laughs)
0: How, um, how, you talk us through it. I, I
1: know Billy Elliot. I, I landed with a bit of a thump. I was just an idiot, really. Um, I've done my ladder course, my ladder safety course. Right, money good. well spent, clearly. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I just fell off, really.
0: What, the case what were of you doing beer. up the ladder
1: at the time? Um, I was trying to get up. Right. And I got down quick and I got up.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I was just trying to, um, trying to help, which was great. And um, what were you carrying whilst you were up this ladder? Beer beer and um, how how did the beer uh, survive the uh, the fall oh, it didn't it covered me
1: <laughs> <laughs> so after i finished licking myself <laughs> i mean there's, there's things called showers and baths but um... yeah you might to really keep the image away from
0: <laughs> everyone else it's, 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 but thank you for bringing it up but, again yeah no no could have been very serious actually ed you made light of it, but came I mean, very serious. I, I did check beforehand that you were okay. You did briefly, and no, I laughed a lot. Yeah, fair, when exactly. I heard. That's um, exactly but, what but the I team did. did here. I maybe thought in my head, I should check he's okay. No, you but didn't. then I didn't. He even, probably even didn't no, no, no. just nasty. Um, and Heath, you've uh, you've actually spent some time with the family. Uh, you've been away. I mean, how was that? Yeah. <laughs> it was um.
2: It, it's not really a holiday, is it? Like, going away with your family. It's, it's, I, I'd rather be at Guantanamo Bay. I think I'd get more sleep. My wife has this thing, because I'm not at work, that I should be responsible for the early mornings of the kids. So I'm not really getting a
1: holiday. I'd <coughs> rather be at work. What, like being a dad? I hate being a dad. It's painful. <laughs> Tell me. I
0: mean, like, I love yeah, that you embrace the responsibilities of fatherhood.
2: Yeah. Well, we went away, and then it was, out in, it was quite lovely. We were out in Salisbury somewhere, and... You know, it just seeing every pub you go to just oversubscribed, packed, you can't get food orders, it's just, it was carnage. So it's, it's frustrating as an operator going out, because you, you're always looking at what people are doing, but when you get sat down at a table and told, we'll be right with you in 35 minutes later, you're still sitting there waiting for drinks. I'm home. Yeah. And you can't go to the bar and get them. You almost want to cry. And then you order food, and it's another forty, fifty hour. You know what I mean? And you have got two kids with you. It's just, yeah, it's not fun. So yeah, it was, yeah, it wasn't
0: relaxing. You weren't getting up and sort of landing a hand in yeah, the bar.
2: The thing is, I walk into the, I walk in the, I can go and pay inside. It was bar, it was pub. So I walk in to go and pay, and all the staff having a lovely little meeting, chatting away about how busy it's been. <laughs> um, no masks on, just bouncing around the place. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but the, the problem is that the kids. They don't know any than there's no one directing them, so you know it's not their fault. But you know it could have been a lot sharper. I
0: mean, I love the fact that you are the master of of social media, aren't you? And you, you looking at your social media feed, it looks like you had the best time ever. I didn't put it anything on social beautiful. media. Maybe it was Did your wife. It. it was my know. wife. It wasn't me. I must. Me. Yeah, I must my wife saw it and said, "That's lovely. Where are they?" And then when I told her how much it was not night, nice, she <laughs> kind of quickly changed her mind. So um, <laughs> that was something. But it was, it was lovely, but, yeah, like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't so know, which bits were
1: lovely, particularly? <laughs> because the general feedback I'm getting, not just from these Mickey Mouse headphones, is that it wasn't lovely. But, you know, let's go through the highlights. Apparently, apparently, it, it's, it's, it's memories for the children. Ah,
2: right?
0: when their dad's but, dead, they got what, nice yeah, pictures. You, you can't remember it because you were too drunk, what, is that what No, 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 what okay. fucks me off
2: no. this? <laughs> My life's nearly over, right? I'm running out of time here. I should mm-hmm. be enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. They should, they should have to suffer and do what I want to do and be quiet because I'm dead soon, right? I'm running out of time here. I should be trying to please them and give them a good time. Look at the whole life ahead of them to be happy. I don't. <laughs> I should, I should have gone away by myself. That's what should
1: have happened. That should have been allowed. That's probably what they would have wanted by the end of the weekend. I was going to
0: say that. Uh,
1: I never drank. They I, took a about- vote. Did you drink, Damer? I drank a lot. I, I was, I was doing breakfast drinking. <laughs> oh, I just had enough. I couldn't do it. Sounds like the Scotland trip next month. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, let's uh, let's maybe draw a line and move on th- from that. Um Great British Pub Awards has been launched. So uh, I, saw I thought this. I'd go for a shameless plug. I saw that today. Yeah. I mm-hmm. thought we'd uh, we'd give that a shameless plug. Um Heath, you were a past winner of that, so um you know, is it worth entering? Oh yes. <laughs> I've set myself up for that, really. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, yeah. It?
2: It's, it's yeah, well worth it. God, that was years ago. That was, what, three years ago? Feels like a lifetime, doesn't it? It does. I had hair back then. No, I didn't. No, i never had hair. Um, yeah, I think so. I think you know, it's going to be interesting this year. How are you doing it? You're doing it virtually? Or are you doing it a lot of bit, you of both, bit of both.
0: Bit of both. There'll be a virtual sort of uh, event and then a, a, an after party. Um, so we, we're breaking up. We'll do. A segment of it, and then a live event as well. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's going to be hybrid. I think is the term that people are using these days. So, um, any new but, categories? Uh, We've got the dog friendly category, which um, I'm sure you'll be delighted to see. And my dog's uh, in my head and I, that. No, I forget that so- one. Children friendly. No. Children, if we do our family pub. Family yeah, pub yeah, family pub, yeah. yeah. That's one for you, Th- Those who survived it through lockdown and haven't, like, had a breakdown. A not, not quite like that. Yeah. But, uh, but all the details are on the Morning well, Advertiser's well. website, so I urge you all to go there. Enter. Uh, it is It is worth it. genuinely is worth yeah, no, it. You did benefit from it. Oh, you definitely. oh
2: yeah, yeah. So. Put in your car. <laughs>
0: <I've>... <laughs> I thought that was worth the cramp. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other, other, other news, let's move on from that as well. Other news, um, it seems like vaccine passports appear to have been killed off. Were um, you pleased? To- but yeah,
2: but like, I was, I was watching the, uh, the parliamentary TV thing with Kate Nichols yesterday hmm. and watching all that going on. I was listening to the guy from the travel, travel sector, and he was saying, even if we had vaccine passports, they're not worldwide accepted. So, th- there'd have to be mm. a worldwide agreement on travel to have the, all, this, all the countries to have the same vaccine
1: passport. Mm. And necessarily not our NHS at one. So, mm. thank God, I think it would just be a shit show. What was the thing you sent yesterday with the of restaurant with kind of inside vaccinated, inside? Oh, I was in New York. They had a sign those who were vaccinated oh, yeah, go yeah. inside, those who weren't
2: vaccinated go outside. Yeah. You know, it was in Manhattan, I think.
0: Um, yeah, well, I, I mean that's been the argument against it all throughout, hasn't it? That it'll create that sort of discriminatory mm-hmm. process. Those that that can't have it, or for, for valid reasons, haven't haven't been able to get it. I'm particularly young. now, they're starting mm-hmm. to get to younger people. Well, mention now,
2: you're pregnant. pregnant.
0: Well, yeah, pregnant. You, don't mean or, way, you know, yeah. if you if you're breastfeeding, any of these things where you know you've got a the child, there's a risk that you're not not too happy about. Yeah, it's uh,
2: it's probably a good thing. They'll, they'll try and bring it back again in the future,
1: I suppose. But uh, no, I think it was one of the things that would never work and they have made us feel that we should be grateful they didn't bring it in, one of those. I don't trust this government.
0: I think uh, you've demonstrated that many times. You'd rather be in North Korea, so... Um...
1: I still haven't been invited.
2: <laughs> I, I do massive shout-outs, so much I like the food, <laughs> people, the haircuts, I'd love to
1: move there.
0: Well, that no, black van just driven up outside. <laughs> <laughs> and, and finally, I think the, the one thing that we can't not Other mention. Colours are available, obviously. Well, indeed, yes. Thank you for that uh, woke comment there, James. Um, the one thing that we can't avoid entirely discussing is uh, Tim Martin. This week announced that uh, he would like to see uh, EU workers allowed back into the country. He, so. he needs to be taken out. And beaten. <laughs> what a
2: plonker. Seriously. Like, just... Yeah, now he, now it's affected his bottom line. Oh, shit. Actually, I need staff to make money. Oh, my God. And now he's having a panic? Piss off, Tim. Mm.
0: I mean, there's, there's a delicious irony to it, isn't there? And I think the, the chief uh, cheerleader for, for Brexit is, is now wants migrants back in. Um, I, I, I I'm sure he can justify it in his own way, and he mm. will, but it... it it doesn't. It doesn't age well. That no, comment doesn't no. really really
1: no. Went, Yeah.
2: but it won't because if you you think if you're an Indian national, do you want to work for a guy who mm. voted for people like you not to be in the country? Mm. Why would you go and work for that guy? Mm.
1: You know? If you knew about it, really, because you know. I don't know. We, we talked about this the other day, didn't we, about the jobs and this and working hard in this industry, and it's just so many people just don't cut out for it. The snowflake mm-hmm. like, guys just aren't interested. Mm-hmm. We're having a conversation about like naan breads and ovens and mm-hmm. 600 degree ovens, and would you have your kid put slapping the naan on the inside of the oven? No, you wouldn't. So mm-hmm. actually, you need I, people coming I, in that I, will I, do I, it. I, yeah. You,
0: you I, need I, expendable I, people that you I, can you bring I, in, I, and, and that's not you, what you're who
2: was the American politician who said we should be encouraging people? Give, give people jobs who left their lives in their home country for whatever reason, South America, mm. walked across Central America to get to America to get a job, to raise money for a better standard of life for their family. Mm. Those people want to work.
1: Yeah, they, they, real yeah, The
2: Home Office, that statement the Home Office put out, they said they want employers to look for British workers to train and bring a British workforce in. Shows you how detached the Home Office are. Mm. British people, sorry guys, you don't want to wash pots, you mm. don't want to do the jobs.
0: Well, we aren't going to talk about this later on, so that is a taster of uh, one of Heath's rants to come, I suspect. Um, We'll be talking about staffing, we'll be talking about uh, supplies, all sorts of things, but uh, for the moment, let's leave that there. You're listening to the Lock-In Podcast and with us today we've got the BBPA CEO Emma McClarkin joining us to chat about some of the challenges we're facing, chiefly the uncertainty that's currently going on. So hello Emma.
3: Good afternoon, how are you doing? I'm
0: um, good thanks, thanks for joining us. Um, so I mean we've got the Times telling us that the government is going to extend it by two weeks uh, and let's face it when it comes to leaks the, uh, the government uh, pretty much puts the Titanic to shame. Um, I uh, How accurate do you think that is?
3: Um, Well, they've gone very, very quiet, I have to say, almost clam-like in terms of uh, the dialogue with officials around the announcement on the 14th of June. Of course, we are pressing hard um, for the removal of those restrictions and then sticking to their own roadmap by the 21st of June. It's so important to the recovery of the sector, to the confidence of the sector. Um, And so, yeah, it's very disappointing that we keep hearing through the media and not through any of our official channels Mm. um, very latest about where they're at.
0: I mean, I did see that your, your colleagues in UK hospitality said this morning, or I think to MCA actually, that... Their, their reading of it and, the, and the, the, the conversations that they've been having that they're actually confident that the day they will stand and the 21st will be there I mean, are you picking that up as well or, is it, or do you think that's maybe just a bit misplaced?
3: Um, listen, I think we have to be prepared for whatever's coming down the road I think the Prime Minister is very determined to go ahead with the 21st of June, but of course he's surrounded by people saying he should do the exact opposite, um, so how uh, resolute he'll feel on the 14th of June um, and whatever data it is that they're waiting for because they won't even tell us what it is that they're waiting for by the 14th of June. You know, um, I, I hope that we can be more confident but right now with all the media swirling around it's, it's very, very difficult to know which source to trust.
0: I mean, and one of your members, what sort of feedback are you getting from your members on this? I mean, what's what's the, the consensus? I mean, i will probably predict this because Heath and James will probably uh, quite happily rant uh, endlessly about it but I mean, are you getting much from, from membership?
3: Oh, hugely, yeah. No, you can definitely feel it's hotting up these weeks in the countdown. Um, our campaign, the Countdown to Freedom, uh, is going great guns. with our full membership right behind us. Um, it's absolutely critical to our businesses that we get this um, removal and we stick to these dates. As I say, we're, we're trading 20% down. It's costing us that, of course. Those two weeks of the extension or probable extension would fall within the second half of the Euros, which we were hoping was going to be able to be maximised as an opportunity for us to boost our revenue um, in this very delicate period of recovery. So we'll lose even more than we ordinarily would through particularly those two weeks. It is a very difficult period of time. But, um, you know, we've got the message clear out there. Um, We've got other people like the CRG standing square behind us and saying it's time to get back to business. And, um, yeah, we're just keep pushing and stay
0: hopeful I mean the uncertainty isn't helping is it I mean James Heath well, I mean how are you finding it I know James you're a little bit sort of you're, you're doing alright at the moment mm-hmm. but I mean how, how do you feel about sort of that uncertainty and whether you're going to get back up to honestly it's more of a at the minute the biggest issue is
1: wearing the wearing a mask is probably the biggest issue just for the team um, and you know telling customers off because they forget which is fair enough um, but you know, every ten minutes, feel like a school teacher telling them off. So if that was removed, that would be great. But like in terms of financially, we've done, we've you know we we've, we've bounced back nicely and busy. Um, it's the late night guys I feel really sorry for right? because that's just carnage for them. You know, if, if that's any part of your business, then you must just feel exasperated. But I think for a standard pub of a decent size, and I with an mean, outside area, enjoying decent trade.
0: I mean, what about you, Pete?
1: yeah sort of
0: yeah I echo that as
1: well. I
2: think up at the red and highgate it's we're busy we've yeah. got more control over what's going on we're not having to deal with large booking inquiries it's sort of it's manageable, but it's still you're running at huge staff costs right now mm-hmm. like you've got so many people doing stuff that you just mm-hmm. don't need you know what I mean um so wage bills are higher, um, but I can't see the government dropping it anytime soon. I think we're all dreaming if they are
0: i mean I think for, i'm even from I I guess uh, Emma, what are you hearing from your members in terms of sort of the the restrictions and trade? I I was in a pub the other day up in the northwest, and uh, it's a small community-focused pub in a a sort of just off a city centre. And he's he's feeling the pain. I mean, he's he's not had the customers come back. Um, He's struggling. He's having to adapt his opening hours just to you know cover his costs and things like that. It's it's not easy. And uh, yes, I think for certain operators, you know, you bounce back. you you busy but for others well we the winlock well the
2: windlock we opened that that's yeah. a real ale pub in hoxton we're only opening it thursday friday saturday and sunday yeah. there's no there's no one around yeah it's dead mm. we opened it at the weekend it was a waste of time yeah.
0: yeah so I mean emma I think from from your perspective your members i guess that that end to restrictions is has got to be key hasn't it because it's it's not sustainable to carry on like this
3: absolutely and you know it is labour intensive The staff that we have, uh, you know, got on our books at this moment in time are working their socks off. They really are. And then there are members, you know, small guys having to employ extra staff to run their pub. Um, And they're still trading at way below viable trading levels, but yet their costs are increasing. It's untenable. And this is the situation is that if we want to really talk about recovery, that only starts when these restrictions are removed. And the, the difference is also, Ed, like, where, where you are based in the city, as you say, you know, and he said, it's, it's dead. So, mm-hmm. you know, why would you open um, on some of those days? Um, but then we have other pubs that have to limit themselves and limit their service because they simply cannot get the staff um, yeah. to work those shifts. So mm-hmm. it's a real delicate, delicate point that we're at here in our reopening to <laughs> we even start the... the
0: I, it's always I, every time we do this, you get an ambulance or a fire engine flying past Heath. I mean, it's, I blame you personally but, um, for it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, but it's also ultimate. Think about this, right? They, we, we're supposed to have the restrictions lifted on the 21st of June, whatever. What about business rates? They all start back up then as well. Not not at full whack, mm. but we're still. You know, I mean, they haven't even spoken about that. Like, if they're going to push it back, are they
0: pushing back business rates? What's happening? I mean, are you getting anything on that, Emma? Is that something that's that's on your radar?
3: Well, listen. If if they are going to delay um, the, the uh, removal of restrictions, then we need to talk about extending business rates relief. Uh, we've got businesses that will start paying full rates um, in July and in a matter of weeks. So the reality is is that we we need to have some serious conversations. Those serious conversations about support packages are very, very, you know, back of a beer coaster, we'll say. Um, <laughs> no. our, so, um, you know, it, discussions. They're, they're not in depth, but we do need to address that because we need a fundamental reform. Um, trading nowhere near your usual or viable trading levels. How on earth are we going to be able to start according to pay the business rate today? Mm.
1: Emma, a question, is James here, just a, um, about sort of, I guess, our engagements are trade with the government, the last um, restrictions that came in to uh, stop us selling uh, takeaway beer, for example, takeaway alcohol, seem to be a direct attack on the pubs. Do you think we've been affected and been listened to, or is the government out of touch with the industry?
3: I think that it has um, started to reduce its consultation, and we saw that happen dramatically last autumn and it's gonna make huge fundamental errors if it doesn't have full consultation with the industry. And it's this obsession with keeping as much details as quiet until they're ready to announce whatever it is but it extends to other parts of their teams. You know, you speak to very senior people, I have to say, in, in, in number 10, and they, they simply don't know what's going to happen on Monday. And um, that's the reality of the situation, that key people still don't have the detail on But they are showing that they have a fundamental um, uh, misunderstanding. Uh, of how we operate as a business and Mm. all of these impacts that they're having on us, they don't genuinely understand it because they haven't understood our business model. Mm. No,
0: no, that's very true and I think that's it been sort of uh, clear all the way through with with the actions they've taken. I mean, the other thing as well is, is the Welsh situation I mean, what's your take on that? Because, I mean, this this sort of has has just happened, hasn't it, really? But Mark Drakeford in Wales has said that we're going to be living... He's not going to lift restrictions, regardless of what England does. um, And he can't see them lifting social distancing whilst COVID is still around, which, I mean, as far as we can tell, that's pretty much for the rest of our lives, and is it not? Um, What's your take on that? I mean, your members... I mean, you've got members in Wales, they must be... (laughs)
3: We have the Welsh Beer and Pub Association and, uh, you know, we're trying to strengthen our voice there as well, but the reality is, is that it seems to be a competition in our devolved administrations as to who can be the most cautious, um, mm. <laughs> or uh, who can, you know, dislike alcohol the most, between them, frankly. Um, <laughs> it, it is enormously frustrating, um, and to, to, to say that based on nothing, you know, based on what um, it, it is hugely damaging to the economy and, and poor Wales you know, if they, they, they seem to undermine the, the contribution that hospitality makes to their tourism offer. Um, and that, you know, they really depend heavily on tourism. And if they cannot get some of that this season back um, by having the offer of hospitality on the doorstep, then, you know, they'll really be you know tying themselves up economically for a very long period of time but as i say it seems to be a competition that reflects their independent administration muscles to the yeah, and that's but something that we've found through the pandemic we're going to have to focus on um our engagement with the far administration
0: so it's, it's almost yeah to, to put it vulgar it's become a bit of a pissing contest hasn't it between uh between those guys which uh, it's it's infuriating. If we don't get the restrictions, if we don't get that twenty first date, and they push it back, I mean, what what are you guys asking for to to help keep the trade uh, going and afloat?
3: Yeah, well, we absolutely already asked them for an extension on the, the business rates relief and uh, and that taper taking away of that taper, so that we can benefit. On longer let's not forget we still have 2300 pubs that haven't been able to close, open their doors mm-hmm. um, since they closed uh, because they cannot fulfill the mitigation uh, of social distancing right. uh, many of those in our city centers and in and in london where i am today and uh, you know they need to keep supplying people with support funds to keep keep ticking over in the background if they're not even able to open their doors those restart grants have have long gone
0: yes yeah I'm conscious of time Um, we haven't touched on it yet but let's quickly talk about the the various kind of restrictions that seem to be coming in around smoking Um, I mean what what the hell's going on I mean is it that they thought that things aren't hard enough for pubs (laughs) at the moment and they thought you know what let's find another way to really just piss them off a little bit more what's happening
3: I think everybody's using this moment and their little bit of power that they've maybe been given more to to, to make these decisions at some more local levels, everyone's using this moment to, to flex those muscles, but it's absolutely wrong time to be layering this on an industry that is on its knees. Um, and we've asked the government to say, you know, they're looking at a hospitality strategy. And we've said, well, great, do a whole period of uh, deregulation. And do not layer on any new legislation whatsoever or regulation that's going to imp- have a negative impact on our industry. But, you know, people are seeming to make very, very bizarre decisions using this moment of time um, to, to get things by stealth. And we have to push back on it. And, you know, it should be a choice of a venue if they choose to do so. It should not be mandated and particularly not mandated at this moment in time. So, yeah, we're very, very disappointed to see that being introduced.
0: Oh, and I guess the question as well is, who's going to police it? Because if it's outside the pub, you know, we've already got the problems with, with being sort of shorter staff, um, people not, not necessarily being able to control everything that's going on. Um, like, who, whose job is it to, to, to stop people smoking outside your pub, Heath? They'll find a way. Trust me, the council
2: will find a way. We just get, honestly, it's too much. But like when we had that conversation with Kate Nichols, she told me to be mean, stop so proloquial. Do you know what I mean? Like, how can you not get upset with this? It, we're getting it does, attacked.
0: It does feel targeted. It does feel like it's, it's, it's targeted attack. They, if they
2: don't like pubs in this country, put your hand up and say we don't want pubs anymore. We want a European drinking culture. We want everybody to sit down. We want them to eat. We want them to behave themselves. Say that then. At least we know
1: where we are because it is where we're heading, isn't it? I mean, totally. We're already finding that our business has changed massively in the last year, haven't we? Yeah, yeah
2: it the, is the, a use down COVID as
1: a perfect yeah. cover yeah. to ref you know change away British drinking culture is. Mm. It's you disgusting. like the
0: customers sitting down, though, James? Mm? You like the customers sitting well, down? I do, because I'm that's, on the same yeah. height. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no it has worked it's been, it's been good for business and it's better you to control the business yeah but it's, but it's not no, good for like, all our businesses no no, no no. that's no. the problem we, our drink lead pubs you know wet
2: lead
0: pubs you, you need you the choice what, you it's need people standing
2: up drinking yeah. Yeah. you know I think just I'm disgusted in the government's behaviour
0: well I think let's, uh, let's park that one there for now but uh, Emma thank you very much for that some really good thoughts thank you You're listening to the Lock In Podcast, and we're now going to take a look at the suppliers' challenges at the moment. We're starting to hear increasing stories of operators struggling to source products uh, and challenges around delivery, all those kind of things. So we've got John Graves, on-trade Channel Director with Vivendum, joining us now to give us his views on how they're finding the situation. Um, John, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Absolute pleasure, Ed. Nice
4: to see you.
0: You too, sir. So I mean just give us your perspective, you know, what, what's happening from
4: from your point of view at the moment? Um, that's a it's a it's a massive question, Ed. Um, and there are lots of different answers, but um, I'll start why don't I just start at the at, Start at, at the, the beginning. Source. Yes, so, yeah. Yeah. So start at the source, um we've we've had a an on trade that has been essentially Uh, Apart from a few entrepreneurs, um, couldn't mention any, but I know one or two, (laughs) we've managed to to work during the lockdown. But essentially we've had a a trade that's been closed for a year. Um, We've had um, a workforce in that trade that hasn't been working, um, some of which has disappeared, um, and some of which has not been allowed to live in the country anymore um, because of uh, some strange political decision made by a few people in we the did country say, we did say um, we
0: weren't going to talk about politics or religion john you've already transgressed that
4: first one uh, i think i think this is common sense not politics um <laughs> so and i think when i when i talk about hospitality when i talk about suppliers i'm, I'm talking about the same thing here so what, whatever difficulties i'm having at the moment um my customers are having exactly the same same problems um, and whatever expectations my customers have, my customers' customers also have those expectations. So um, it, it's a difficult time. Um, so we are really, really struggling as an industry to get people, and that is a fundamental issue at the moment, and it's not really been talked about a lot. Um, I hear it talked about in, in isolation, uh, in conversations. Um, we don't really have water-cooler conversations, do we really? We have... We have um, Zoom conversations. We have, we have line cleaner conversations and things like that. But um, you know, the, the the difficulty is throughout the industry, and that goes from your front of house guy, your pot washer, all the way down to the guy picking stock in the warehouse, all the way down to the hauliers who are taking, say, wine from Sicily and trying to get it to to, to the UK to yeah. to, uh, to be to be serviced. Um, serviced you don't do that with wine do you I don't service wine but <laughs> well, I do sometimes um, generally we, yeah, we drink for. wine um, and we try and sell it and probably make a make a margin on it as, as we're all trying to do so um, that is a huge problem um, yeah and it and and we are as a trade um desperately trying to recruit people at the moment and it, it's I've, I've seen some of the work that's going on in the background for recruitment and it is it's pretty staggering actually mm. um, and it's really hard and it's hard to fix quickly mm. um, and I think despite the fact that we've all known lockdown's going to finish we've not been in a position where we can recruit people because we weren't able to because we've had people on furlough and you can't recruit people when you've got people on furlough so it's a bit of a perfect storm there mm. um, and I said you- I wasn't going to talk about politics but I will talk about Brexit um, and, and what it's done I mean obviously the, I don't think i mean i think the, the hospitality industry as it, as in the operators saw the problem coming um mm. with with not being able to get front of house staff chefs bar well, staff tim that martin that. didn't uh, no tim martin, well tim martin probably couldn't see further than his and he swore then his, um, he's um he's a great can never horse he'll so really yeah, He's a fucker um, but, <laughs> But, you know, a lot, of, he didn't see it coming. I think people, people that I know in the industry saw it coming. Mm. What I didn't see coming was, it was the knock-on effect, and the knock-on effect trying to get warehouse people, drivers, right, this yeah. sort of thing, I, I didn't see that coming. Mm. Um, what I did see coming, and we knew about was how difficult it was going to be to get stock into the country. So, I mean, no, no business in the trade worth its salt would have spent a fortune buying stock in February this year. Mm. when we had no idea what was going to happen you know infection rates were up up in the 50,000 a day you know were you going to go and order a load of stock from Italy then? I wasn't I mm. don't think anyone else would um, I'm sure um, if, if Heath's on, Heath and James are on the call I mean you know Heath you were probably the only person in the world filling up his cellar I don't think anyone else was <laughs> he
0: mean, was also that, that selling was, it that was, was just for his own consumption though wasn't <laughs> it? So. Yeah, well
4: I was going to say that's because he's drinking it so far <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. uh, you know the, but you know, so you you had that massive problem where where we we knew Brexit had, had happened, we weren't able to fill up our fill up our depots. We we had residual stock from from the small openings that we had last summer and then the pre Christmas debacle. But that it was residual stock, and we've had to scramble to get stock into into the warehouses, and it is taking forever. Um, I was chatting with some. Um, a rose producer the other day who has had nine failures in a row from Hauliers trying to get his stock into the UK. Now you can you imagine that, you know, if there's one person getting nine failures in a row, that's mm. that's nine days in a row. He was there with his stock ready to go, it didn't arrive. Right. So every time that happens then up the chain goes another big problem. You know yes. so yeah. it doesn't come to the distributor, it doesn't go to the warehouse, it doesn't go to the Restaurant and the customer doesn't have it on their on their table. So 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 let's bring in let's bring in James bit. and James and Heath on
0: this. Then I mean, are, are you yeah. starting to to find this? Is it are you struggling to, to get product?
2: I, I think I think we're very fortunate. I'm very fortunate of years of building um, relationships. I've been them a sole supplier for our businesses, and I'm quite lucky. I know who to call and. I can speak direct with uh, suppliers um, and I can hustle about it. and we also have the advantage we don't use a laminated boring menu we we print yeah. daily on a4 and we can adapt and change our menu yeah. to suit what's in the stock so you know we're not we're not bound by some big you know like oh god I've got 50,000 menus that have been printed all yeah. laminated that we can't adapt so we can move quick on our feet and I think that's that's worked to our advantage and if John doesn't have a certain product, a certain Malbec, for example, we just change the Malbec.
0: But you're, you're finding the, the, the challenge is, is finding certain products. Yeah. still that. There.
2: Yeah. There's, there's obviously, I think, you know, John said, that some products aren't getting to the country. So hmm. all we're doing is just whatever they've got next. And we're just picking that up and then rolling with that. And we just keep on rolling with the bunches. Yeah. And I think yeah, there's, there's, But it's not just them. It's my, I'm speaking to my fish supplier down in Cornwall. They can't take on any more business they're struggling to keep up demand. No one's on holiday and everyone's on holiday in the UK. Mm. So everyone's stretched um, and no one can keep up. Like I just think in custo- and the problem is customers don't care. They mm-hmm. want a good yes. time. They want it now and they want their bottle of rosé on the table. Mm.
0: Yes. So it's yeah. hard. So we've got, I mean, it's almost yeah. a tsunami of, of, of problems at the moment, isn't it? We've got sort of restrictions on on stuff coming into the country, and we've got huge, huge internal demand that, that probably wouldn't be there normally because of people course. would have bugged yeah. off to Portugal mm. or Tenerife or whatever, yeah. and, and they're here now, so... Yeah, but as John said, none of us were working in the futures market there because everyone was just trying
1: to survive and, you know, mm. not spend money.
4: yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, and I've, I've got to say, from, so can I just say, guys, from, mm. from my point of view, and, I, and I, I know I'm not supposed to talk about my, my business on this, and quite rightly, but I will say that, I mean, we were, we were amazingly looked after by our business over, over lockdown and under furlough. And I think, you know, we're, we're going to pay that back to them. Mm. But, you know, and I think a lot, you know, it's, it's pretty apparent people that looked after their staff under furlough. I know, I know Heath and, and James did. Mm. Um, and, and, I, and you can see that now when I, when I went up to Heath's place the other day when I had about 30 seconds to spare in my life of misery um, I, uh, I was amazed to see the same faces, it was mm. absolutely brilliant you know, mm. the same faces mm. that, I, that I saw 18 months ago or however long ago it was I saw them
0: last John, what what um, what are the solutions then, from from your perspective? What what should uh, yeah, what should I, operators be I, thinking? I mean, Heath, you came up with a good one there, kind of being a bit more flexible around uh, your offer, maybe it'd be Perhaps being vague on your menus. I think that was the, the, the I gist see. I got from that. I was see. It? Just, just red wine, as yeah, but, opposed you, to naming
2: it. It. If you if you if you if you print red, your menu yourself, pink. if you print your menu yourself, you can, and you can print it daily, you adapt. Yeah. And that's just easier. Yeah. But if you if you go, you know, if you it's like, it's not the solution for everyone. But yeah, but then just, you know, I'm sure you can do a workaround. Yeah. Here's today's menu. You know. I think,
4: I think he's he's hit a really good point here. You know, and, and I wish. Um, that more people had his business model that they could do. But, you know, we have, we have outside of the sort of what I would call quality casual dining that Heath and James do, there is a, a, more, a more mainstream um, channel below that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying below as it, in it's not as good. I'm just saying it, it caters for a different Different group. market, yeah. And, 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 and they, you know, these people do have to be quite consistent with their offer. Um, they, they might you know we, we, we work really hard with people like he's training their staff now we, we're not always able to do that with everybody and staff aren't brilliantly trained always so if you don't have a it's, it's great when you've got a patron like, like Keith who can turn up and go hey try this it's great don't worry about it trust me and they will trust him mm. whereas you know if, if you've got a young kid 18 years old going uh, I know we're at stock of that, that how do you pronounce it Malbec <laughs> you know and it's like you know you're asking people to do, to do the impossible so but I think the best thing at the moment is is really a, a, an understanding from the trade that there is a problem, that that it, that it is difficult for everybody, and and really an attempt to work together on this. Um, and I think working together on this is trying to be flexible, um, and trying to trying to act as you would like to be treat people as you'd like to be treated. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and I think that's that's really important. And we can't expect the end consumer who's spending good dollar to accept bad service. But what we can do is expect them to be polite and to be decent to people. And I think we have a danger in our trade that the whole thing's going to disintegrate into mob rule, and we don't want that. You know, we, my the people who work in my sector need to work together on this one. There are fundamental problems with supply and hauliers and what what i don't need is other companies running around my accounts spreading rumors and trying to nick my business and mm. i'm not going to do that to other people and and i think if people are doing that then it's a bit of a sad state of affairs it, it, it's, and
0: it's a case we all need lot, to sort of be in we're all in the same boat and and if you're exactly. struggling they've got the same problem so i think there's a
4: it's the "all to be kind kind of message isn't it because well, if, you, if you start off with that Ed, then the other things start to work themselves out. It's like, you know, if, if your first reaction is to, sh- is to start shouting and screaming, you're probably never gonna get anywhere. If your first reaction is to do what Heath does and actually phone up your company and say, okay, I understand you've got a problem. How do we work this out? Mm. And I think we're gonna have to do that over the next, say, I don't think it's gonna go away before September. I think we might see some, some leveling out and, we, and things will a bit easier and we'll get used to things. Mm. But actually, um, it's going to be difficult for quite a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we are we are working extraordinarily hard to get as much stock as we can into the country. And actually, the thing that's holding us back is physically not being able to do it. Yeah. It's not because we don't want to. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, understanding and, and working working together—that's got to help. Yeah, because I can't I can't solve the other bits. <laughs> I, I thought, bit. I thought you could. I, I thought you had a magic wand. <laughs> I can't I can't get my Spanish wine that's sitting on sitting on the dockside waiting to be shipped for I've got last. an idea road trip <laughs> road trip <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what for the
2: entire industry <laughs> yeah 18 ton a <laughs> yeah. couple uh, of well, bottles well I,
0: I am I'm conscious of time and I think on that note I think I will leave this one here but John thank
4: you very much for that thanks John absolute pleasure cheers mate pleasure. see you soon guys cheers
0: This is a lock-in podcast with myself, Ed Beddington, Heath Ball and James Cuthbertson. We're now going to discuss one of the biggest challenges facing the sector at the moment, staffing. With us for this session is James Ellis-Smith from Hospitality Recruitment Specialist One Avenue. James, thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. Um, I mean, it's all a bit of a mess at the moment, isn't it? We've uh, we've got the perfect tsunami of trouble, people moving on, less overseas workers due to COVID and Brexit, and perhaps some chickens coming home to roost as well, which I think uh, Heath, you have touched on recently uh, many times. So, I mean, James, just from a recruitment perspective, how are you seeing things at the moment?
5: Yeah, I I think it's probably the the toughest market for for my clients that it's pretty much ever been um, I think that you know there's, there's things that we can all be doing better but you know the, the drop out from people taking other positions while being on furlough and not coming back to the industry has been massive especially in the more junior side of things mm-hmm. um, the, the position on people when they've been taking furlough Gone back to Europe and decided not to come back to the UK. Another massive, yeah, massive part of it. Mm. Um, so, and then, you know, where people do have the need, it's very hard to get management or get anybody to leave a job to go and work for a new job because they're in a stable position. So yeah. it is a challenge. Yeah. But I think that, you know, your clients got to have a mega horn about what they're, what they're good at. Yes. And they've got to get that out.
0: Yeah, I mean, what what advice are you giving to people at the moment then, when it when it comes to to attracting staff?
5: It's it's all about um, ensuring that they're communicating. When we get a, when we get a candidate across to them, you know, you got to sell your business to that candidate. It's not just a one-way street. You know, you're not just looking at that candidate and you going, "Why is this guy going to be good for my business?" You've got to work that out pretty quickly, and then you've got to get, make sure you're telling that candidate why your business is good for them. Um, and that's absolutely key. What we're finding is, you know, it's if you can get your staff to put stuff on your on your own website about why they're enjoying working there, you know, what what's the culture like within your business?
3: Mm.
0: more
5: more from them than the management then that's going to really help you just be an open book
0: Mm. Mm. I mean Heath I mean you how are you finding the recruitment at the moment and and James as well I mean what's what's your situation I think
2: it's like we're only looking for junior floor staff right now um, just because we're so busy we've actually everyone no one lost their job everybody came back to work um, and well, what's been really good at the red line right now is we, we've taken a couple of people who are working, who are on furlough at other other restaurant jobs. They've come up and worked for us and gone, actually, I really like it here, and the money's better, and it's a nice place to work. So we, mm. we've picked up, I think we've picked up two new chefs in the kitchen, three, I think, three new guys who are really good levels who have probably never been... Would have been be, exposed to you. Yeah, wouldn't yeah. be exposed to us because they would have just been quite happy in their jobs. So, and, well, you know, one guy, one of my head chefs' brother, I've been trying to get him for years and he got shafted by his employer after 12 years of working for him just basically did it dirty on him with furlough and all that and now he's working for me and i've probably for the first time got a really strong kitchen team up there but finding like kids to wait tables and stuff nah they don't work Mm-mm. do you know what i mean so that's a bit of a struggle so but it seems problems we're so busy you know, I've got two gardens, it's it's busy. Yeah. And all my yeah. staff are working overtime as it is.
0: And and, uh, yeah, so you've got to have the staffing resources are, are more in demand than ever because yeah. you've got to have more people to, to service us and we're we're struggling to And you want good people be- as well, you know. I mean
2: there's loads of like flaky,
0: rubbish people, but you need you need strong. Why were you looking at James when you said that? Because I'm flaky rubbish.
5: There's <laughs> too many is here. I was going to say, that, that James. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're we to yeah.
0: differentiate, aren't we? Uh, Absolutely. I could think of a way, but um, no, we won't. Um, I mean, James, what about you? I mean,
1: how are you uh, finding things? Same as Heath, really, but we, we're quite lucky around here on Reputation. We've, we've p- had people come to us from other employers, again, um, around about, that have been yeah, not looked after in the last year and have heard about what we've done and how we've treated people. and. I've instantly came in here and found out that it's absolutely right. They're, they're paid well. well we also
2: advertise when we say we, you know, we say on our advertisement that no one lost their job during furlough. Yeah. Everybody's been kept on. Yeah. Do you know what mean? Put on the advert. Yeah. Do you know what we advertise yeah, I mean? That?
5: absolutely key. You've got to have a clear message. Well, Gordon
2: Ramsay, out. what's he writing? Well, yeah. I got rid of 50% of my workforce.
5: <laughs> and, and now he's trying to open up how many sites? 50. Yeah, yeah 50 sites. Um, and... Like I can say I, I recently took a general manager out of his business and he was very happy to leave and go to go to a better place to work
3: mm.
2: you know
5: I, it's you know what, come, what goes around comes, comes around. around yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely.
0: Yeah. Um,
5: yeah. I think that the other thing that, that we've got to talk about is is the opportunity for a career you know mm. I think that it's, it's so important that people understand you can start as a waiter and within a year and a half you can be earning 30 grand 40 grand mm. potentially you know mm. and, and there's very you go work in an office you're not going to get that kind of no, coin, not, you not know, that express,
1: Yeah.
0: You yeah. Know. well I mean you guys have a great story don't you with, with Lydia the GM here yeah, starting yeah, yeah. off as a
1: KP 16 KP she's now twenty, nearly 21 She's 21, no? No, no just, just about this year. She's, she's she, only 20. She's 20, yeah. <laughs> she's earning, what's she earning now? What's she earning now? So it's 40, about 40, 40 45 40, grand a year. Grand?
5: Yeah. You see, that's absolutely fantastic. And it's, mm. and it's getting that message out there, mm. not to people that just work in hospitality, not to people that just on your, your group within LinkedIn. Mm. They're getting it further out there. So yes. people mm. understand... That, listen, this is a great career and you can earn a lot of mm. money very quickly. Well, look,
2: I've got a guy who works for me at the Red Line. He worked there part-time and then he went off and did Easer. He makes shoes, posh shoes, you know, made to measure. He was doing that for years and he makes more money working as a barman at my place than he does making five grand, five grand shoes. Yeah.
5: Do you know what I mean? And, and what's he enjoying
2: more? Being a barman. Yeah, making that, You know shoes. what I mean? no, no, yeah. Sorry. yeah, but he's more flexible in his time and stuff. And I think the, the, we've got to change the perception of what it is in this country and I think
0: well that, that's the other thing and I know you you wrote something for us or James or one of you wrote something for me on on this in terms of that kind of attitude of you know this is a this is a career this is something that's yeah not just a transient I mean and, and as I said at the start you know it's just a sense that the, the chickens are coming home to roost we're yeah. saying, because we've not really treated people particularly
1: well. There are so many really bad they employers they in our sector yeah. still. And you get the likes of Keith Knowles, uh, you know, and everyone's very, you know, wants to talk about and does very well in his business at retention and yeah. training and all that stuff. There are some really good examples, but the problem is that still the majority of the operators see staff as transient. Why would I invest in them? They're going to be here today, gone tomorrow. And, and you know, I would say that most of like, the FTSE 100 companies, most of the chief execs there have probably worked in hospitality at one time or another, when they're a uni or what have you, and have probably got a really bad, dim view of it well, when when I came for over, exactly that reason. When so. I came over to the UK, it was always Aussie
2: bartenders and Kiwi bartenders. Mm. Now they're all in finance. You know mm. what I mean? You don't see any backpackers coming to no. do that and work in a pub anymore. They've all, it's sort of like there's a different level of change in the mm. way it's it's worked out. It,
5: it, yeah, it's definitely a cultural thing really in this country. I remember my mum when I when I started working at yeah. Ask, I was a part time job while I was going to mm. uh, jobs in the city, but you know. mm. but I loved it. Mm. And uh, yeah, well, you can't do that. Yeah, you know, what, what do mm. you
0: do? And then and there's that mum test, though, isn't it? And it was always yeah. that way. I remember my, my younger brother was probably the most academic out of uh, out of the four of us, and just so the, the one who collects okay. Star
2: Wars characters.
0: No, it's different. Okay. Um, yeah, he, he does other things. We don't talk about that. But he—he um, he was sort of—he was at university. He wanted to do astrophysics yeah. and all the rest of it. And he came home to my mum and said he wanted to be a chef, and she was absolutely horrified. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it was the last thing she would have wanted him to do. And it was always that that sort of mum test of going, you know, when you can turn around and say to mum, oh, I'm going to go into hospitality," and they go, "Brilliant, that's that's great." Mm-hmm. Yeah. we've it's not just great. not hit that though. imagine when
1: you said journalist oh
0: I know she was Can you just you forget that look devastated <laughs> that look absolutely absolute. actually to be fair yeah. she was probably it was probably a step up from what she was expecting for me so uh, that's true yeah I uh, said so I was, was going to follow in uh, James Cuthbertson's footsteps and um, get fired from everywhere yeah. <laughs> 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 did, you, did you see this Twitter backlash the other day did, did you read that with Fred
2: and the, and the uh, high yeah, yeah.
0: yeah that Fred, the he, yeah, we yeah. talk us through it. He...
2: Well, so Fred put up and he was talking about... Fred Syriac's brother yeah, yeah, talking about hospitality and he said the reason that people don't work and he gave it a big explanation about the whole thing and this guy charges in and goes, let's be honest here, Fred, hospitality is a second or third choice job for people who never got their chance, acting like a high skilled job, delivering a bit of dinner to the table and then obviously that just kicked off and then mm-hmm. that's why I saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about you know I started as a glass collector and now I run mm. you know Oakman Sky Peter, Peter yeah. and all Indeed. these people talking about their career and progression because but the problem is a lot of people look down on hospitality and they look down Do at you, it you like that, well, is, about, you, that look look the, the
0: way thing, they talk they? to you oh, I mean yeah well we talk to them like that as well, to me. well I, I,
2: I've so. got some well held customers in Highgate and I had this guy once and comes and he says can I get a table I said sorry sir we're fully booked and he went what about that one I hate playing what about that game but I said fully booked <laughs> fully booked fully booked and then I said sir we're fully booked and he looked me up and, I was in jeans and a t-shirt he looked me up and down like a piece of shit and he said are you the manager I said no actually I'm the owner and he went you think you'd be better dressed <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, <the> point.
2: <laughs> I was wearing an uh, Iron Maiden t-shirt funny enough <laughs>
1: Which Slim fit. fit, which Ed
2: has a really ill fitting mum today. It.
0: Slim yeah. <laughs> fit, you know, yeah. yeah. Right. Just.
2: But, but, the, but that's the problem. They look at you like, you know what I mean, like you're, they treat you like it's like 1832, a Mississippi, Mississippi Delta, you're there, and they look at you like you're a piece of shit. Yeah. It's just not, you know, and that's the problem. We need to change that in this country.
5: But it, Yeah, but the only way you change that is by getting the stories out there and not just mm. within our own community. And the problem is, the biggest problem we have right now, everyone's broadcasting it. Like, to ourselves. Yeah. Uh, you boring it ourselves. yeah.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. we're doing it right now and this is, this is the trudge of it. You know, we're, we say this regularly, don't we? You know, but that's why we're, Joe we're Rogan's asked to ourselves. come back next week. We're I don't. Know. You keep bringing this person up. I have no. That's idea why we're on who the who Joe Rogan show next yeah. week
2: we're going there. We're going to talk about it. We're going to go to Texas. No.
0: Good luck with that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's not. It, it, there is that element, but what can we do then? How can we? How can but we, we get? More this success, but James out? Said We need
2: more success stories. But we have success stories. We have. But we need mainstream media to report on the success stories. Hundred
5: percent. And right now, we probably have more mainstream media than. We've ever had about yeah, 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 staffing, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But how often are you hearing that person? You know, whether it's Kate Nichols or whatever. Mm. And if, don't get me wrong, she's done an amazing job, but like. Mm. Yeah, but how often do you hear her telling people that story? About no, those don't, success ever, stories? Ever. Ever, ever,
1: no. ever,
5: ever hear no. it? There was and, a, only, and that's there was a, the biggest opportunity we oh, have ever had.
1: About ten years ago, I think, I sat in a group. It's called the Perceptions Group. And it was Kate Nichols. it was Nick Bish, it was a bunch of kind of industry, you know, opinion leaders. And the idea was to, to try what and get... Were, were you taking notes? Yeah, yeah, okay. and I was, just, I was doing to te- te- say coffees, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, right, okay, which yeah. I what you got fired for. But... Um, the idea was that, that, that every company would pay a percentage into this pot and the pot would be used to change perception and of course it didn't get off the ground because everyone's got different agendas and as we have with our hospitality you know, our, our um, associations no one really works together no one really wants to work together they all have their own agenda and thing they're doing um, truthfully, it, it, it's you know it's just. Um,
0: it, it is frustrating because you said we don't we don't have the story. We do have the stories because I mean it's like any um, any industry can do this, can't they? I mean whether it's you know a greengrocer, you know all these kind of things. You can go you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur. When, whatever sector you work in, you know you can start out. You can go work behind the bar, wash pots, collect glasses, whatever. Hmm. Work your way up into a position where actually you know what you end up running an empire of eighty odd pubs. You know, we'll do a Tim Martin, all these kind of things, and then turn around and say everyone should come back from Europe to work for me. But that's will get into that. But I mean, it, there is that we have these stories, we have these people. It, it, yeah. This is the irony, and I, it, it's frustrating that we don't seem able to communicate no,
1: that. James's point was really good because you can't... I don't think there's another issue. You can go through the ranks as quick here. Well, look, Not because the attrition rate's quite hard around you, typically, but if you've got anything look about David Look well. at David Page at Pizza Express back in yeah. the day. He
2: started as a 16-year-old kid and yeah. he ended up running, owning, well, owning Pizza Express. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I
5: mean? Yeah, I mean, and that's... You know, back in the... I don't know, when did I start working for Ars disease mid 90s you know we had we had four restaurants like i say started as a part time sorry started as a part time waiter ended up having a estate of about 60 restaurants you know in the space of 10 years you know that's, quite, yeah. that's a hell of a lot of responsibility yeah. you know and i don't know i don't know many industries where you can go that quick you no. know with having you know, uh, and and also, you know, the opportunity financially, the opportunities. When you make a successful company, right? Companies will tie you in, and you can do incredibly well. And everybody thinks that hospitality is so poorly paid. Well, no, it's not. If you're a true success, you're going to do incredibly well. I'm sitting around this table. I don't think. Yeah. You know, obviously, we've had a quite a tough year this last mm. year. But financially, I think we haven't done too bad. We had a hospitality, no. right?
2: Yeah, my helicopter's on the roof and it hasn't flown <laughs> yeah. in a while. But
0: let, let's not dig I, into I, that. I just dress badly. That's that, so. <laughs> all. <laughs> I think the, the, the other area and I'm, I'm, I'm slightly conscious of time, we could talk about this for quite a while, but the other area that, that just very briefly we've seen, and, and maybe James and he, you can you can talk about this, is we've seen operators adjusting their um, operating hours. Mm. So St. So Northstalk have said, you know, they're going to run reduce operating hours. Um, uh, Edmund Inking at in Eat, Drink, Slim has changed his business's operating hours to give staff a better work-life balance. But also, but, but we've seen that with Michelin star restaurants with
2: Sat Baines, people mm. doing that, but also they're probably, it's, it's the perfect time to Look at your business. Is, and go, yeah, yeah, you know what? Mondays, we did three hundred quid every yeah. Monday for the last thirty years. We can use
1: COVID as an excuse. Let's cut the hours. Yeah, totally that. And it's a bit like um, prices as well, isn't it? Whereas, a year eighteen months ago, everyone knew the price the, of that pint. Yeah. They've had eighteen months to forget about it. Just knock it up a bit. We've talked about that before, haven't we? Because yeah. they won't notice. Yeah. But there's definitely that hiatus has allowed a reset, and you've had time to think about your business. Yeah. And yeah. and and save on costs too. You know? Totally that. The problem yeah. is we, we can do that while. We're not paying business rates and our rents yeah, yeah,
2: probably yeah. being reduced or protected by rent and moratorium. And yeah. but this is oh, all going to come to us soon. Mm.
5: <laughs> There's a big chain out there that uh, do restaurant late night bars on about 40 sites, and they're changing their whole uh, GM rotors to going to four day working weeks, uh, three days off because they work so late and yeah. they've mm, uh, yeah and they're doing that across the board now and trying to create that bit, bit mm. better of a work-life balance yeah. you know um, so things are definitely changing
0: on yeah think. definitely stuff we need to be thinking about as an industry and not just talking about mm. sort of amongst ourselves bitching about There's actual practical things that we could be doing
1: we talked earlier about advertising and some thoughts on that from you James in terms of things that yeah. the mistakes people are making when advertising for, for jobs that was yeah, really interesting 100% I
5: think that It frustrates me enormously when I see clients and they're recruiting junior staff, like floor staff, and they're not putting they not putting salaries and actual money down on what on what their guys are earning. Not just their base rate, but the tips as well. Make sure you get the actual OTE that those guys are earning. And it will shock people. Mm. And you will get people with personality coming into your business. They might not have it, mm. that kind of waiting experience and stuff like that, but they will have personality. And you, mm. as long as you've got a good training system, get mm. them in, train them up. Yeah. They get put the numbers down on those ads
0: yes yeah not just competitive salary nah. just get it nailed. it if you're paying well shout about it
5: absolutely and shout about the tips Perfect. yeah
0: brilliant 100%. okay guys well that is uh pretty much out of time for that one so i'm gonna have to leave that one there james thank you very much no worries You're listening to the Lock In Podcast and we are at the end of this week's episode, so a lot of the stuff we've discussed in uh, in this week's session, I think um, lots of challenges we're facing, I mean, last thoughts guys what's, um, what are we thinking? I think Emma was good, I think um, she's a good voice for the industry um, I, think, I think it's going to be a
2: shit show for the next few weeks I, I just think you can't predict too much I think we just need to roll with the
0: punches and put a smile on and serve pints. I mean, one of the interesting things that really stood out for me, it was um, uh, you were talking about your experiences of being in uh, mm. operation, of being out and on holiday and, and seeing how it is for some operators and the fact that you had to wait 35 minutes uh, to be served in the pub. Um, off recording, you also were complaining about a customer who was complaining to you about having to wait 38 minutes from to be main o- From, from, um, from I mean, main
2: away, Edward. He'd sat down, he'd been drinking. If you don't like the friends you're with, go to McDonald's, have a fast meal and go home. So 38 minutes you from main You were particularly away.
0: accommodating about this man's complaint about the ah, length just of time just yeah. just when it was you, when the boot was on the other foot.
2: Yeah, but hold on. I'd been sat at a table with no drinks. Oh, that's, that's no a fair one, point, No one, one's come over yeah, and said hello. Yeah, that's I've got bad. two young kids climbing over the bloody place and there's no... Maybe that's why they weren't coming served. But here's the, here's the rub, right? They spent most of their time telling people they weren't doing food because only if you had a booking. They could have put a sign up and done that. Do you know what I mean? Like... the. I don't know, I think the whole industry's stretched. If everybody's going to holiday this year in the country, I think I'd hate to be on the coast of England trying to... You know, when I went, we were went meeting the other day down in Brighton, it was like being on the beaches of Falaraki. It was just...
0: It, was mm. it is heaving, isn't it? I think it's everyone's... It's, it's that sort of perfect storm of lots of people. No one can go anywhere. So they're staying local or they're holidaying. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough, isn't it?
1: Mm. It's awful. I thought, no, I thought just on your, your question, I think Emma was, was great and finally got some... Admission and, and answered a straight question about the government not really having a, an understanding of the industry and the trade. And I think James's points about recruitment were great about you know, show me the money, yeah, it's a competitive industry out there. And, um, you know, what are you going to earn? What are the conditions? And yeah. sell yourself because that's always been a thing I've said that interviews are a two way street. And for too long, it's been employers just looking mm. at potential employees to think, Are you good enough? and yeah. not giving any thought to whether they might want to work for you or not. Yeah, um, so that has changed,
0: been changed for the good. Yeah, and uh, John was surprisingly uh, coherent then. For a guy who drinks sherry at midday, I think so, yeah. <laughs> midday? Ah, 11am. I was going to say, I mean, <laughs>
2: midday somewhere. But it's, but it's but you know what I mean, I think, you know, I mean, obviously, but it, it, the whole supply we are talking about, the supply chain, it's not, it's not just them, it's everything. It, you can't, no. you were out the other day walking
1: around Haywards Heath trying to find lemonade. Lemonade. And, he, and the guy said, are you from a bar? And I was like, yeah. He said, all oh, the bars trying to buy lemonade in a minute because they're not getting any lemonade. I was like, right, okay. Really? Nothing's Jeez. coming into the... You know, like John said, it's just you can buy the stuff, you've just got to get it into the country. and yeah. You know, if your driver gets stuck here for whatever reason, it's no point. You, you know? wonder about, you know, perishables as well, you know, when you're trying to get stuff in. If you were bringing perishables into the country knowing that you'd have a problem or not a return route back out, which is the way where they make the money, right? They can yeah. come in with a full yod and you need to take it back. Why would you take the chance?
4: Yeah. But even so though,
1: when I was speaking of um, Flying Fish that we use down
2: in Cornwall, they're, they're, they're not taking on any new customers... They're they're really stretched getting fish in, and every fishmonger I'm speaking to is having real trouble with fish. Yeah. And you know, for so long it's all gone abroad and all that. Now we're eating mm. it, and you know, now it's a good time to be buying British lobsters, yeah. all sorts. But um, Absolutely. I think I think it's going to be like they're going to definitely push back
0: that. I can't see them opening the twenty first. So is that the prediction? Oh, Delay? Well, you were, yeah, I like, was going to say, who's winning the bet on that one? Because I'm winning did the bet so have far. A bet. Um, I'd almost take. I'd
1: almost cash out at half. The, I'd almost give him half now. I've looked at the you price. I've looked at You're the price of
2: Quinta Amarone. The current vintage is coming in at 290 quid a bottle, James.
4: Okay.
1: Well, what vintage do we agree on? <laughs> 04. <laughs> But I, I don't think it's they not are. good, I, I think,
2: honestly, what, the, the Euros are going to be on, they're just going to let pubs go back to normal. No. And the, I'll tell you what will happen then. Then suddenly we'll have a massive spike again. There'll be another variant. And they'll put, we'll be looking at August like, like an autumn lockdown. And the problem is half
1: this bloody country likes a lockdown. It's a novelty. A little bit of furlough. Lovely. bit of, uh, uh, Lovely. A bit oh, of sunshine. Keep uh, drinking in the garden. Find the vein. Get me the vein. Yeah, let's get <laughs> a furlough
0: in there. What? What a way to wrap up. Uh, pro- I mean, uh, no, I know. I would like say we like to end on a more jovial upbeat note. But um, nah. but you two fuckers. Um,
2: no, so know. we roll. Right, yeah, so what are we saying? 21st of June? No. Not happening.
0: No. No, no. Like, like, no, they're, no, no they're not, not so. even. have already told to us it's a two. Week I'd love it if it was. I mean, the trouble is though, I mean, if it doesn't, then you know, there's going to be some businesses that that just can't cope anymore. Nightclubs, uh, nightclubs, and late night venues. Nightclubs. Well, in the future, I can see it. Like, do
2: you remember going to a nightclub and your kids will be like. what are you two talking about do you know what I mean it's going to be like that it has honestly COVID's reshaped drinking culture in this country and the hospitality sector and the government are enjoying the way it's going you Mm. know and people don't mind they don't they're going to but you said the price of a pint do they remember the price of a pint do they remember going out
0: to late night clubs do they remember that at least you can still have a fag outside the pub you, you you know in
2: New Zealand you can't you can't smoke in public in New Zealand you've got to go home and smoke Mm. It's like a deadly sin now, and it's going to be like this over here, you know. Well And that, the you know, smoking ban of 07, that was one of the first nails in the coffin for pubs. Mm.
1: Then we had the recession, but this is this is another one, isn't it? Oh, you can't even stand out the front of a pub and have a fag. Oh. But uh, the microchips that they that you get in your second dose of the vaccine will clear your mind that you don't worry about that stuff. What are we talking about? It's fine. Uh, when you when you you're s- talking about? yeah, it's Friday actually. Oh, so oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Here's the thing, right? Talk about snowflakes. Somebody on the other day who's booked the afternoon off after their vaccine and the day after, just in case they don't feel well.
0: Uh, I, I've had it. So, I mean, I've,
1: I've I had mean, it. I've had it with staff. The same thing. Seriously. Seriously. seriously.
2: But they would love this. they would like, Do you had any side effects? I love the drum. Which one of you had?
1: Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, God. Thank God we're not at war. Again, well, you try to get positive. Uh, or you, know, you just
0: reel it back into. Uh, I think I think note, the yin to we'll, your yang. Yeah, and I've got oh, to go back yes, to London. Uh, right then, on that note, let's let's draw a line under it. So uh, please do subscribe. Please, please do even even after that. Um, share on social. Like, tell all your friends. Um, citizens, I know, I'm, so. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to build up the enthusiasm after your uh, five driving. Listen to some kind of home. thing. So <laughs> it's not my fault. Anyway, that is it for this week. We will be back next week. We will be doing a taste test and some other stuff as well. But until then, uh stay safe.
4: We'll speak to you soon.
0: This is absolutely. This is either, introducing uh John Graves of Bipendum on the
1: ukulele. Yeah, go on. Will it play? Yeah. yeah, go. For it. Uh, hang on a
4: minute. Give me give me a couple of seconds, I'll find, I'll find something to play. We'll, we'll fill for you. We'll fill for you. Uh, James, <laughs> no. what's your favourite ukulele song? Um Silent There's only Golden. one ukulele song. When well, I'm cleaning windows, surely. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It goes something like this. Let's see if
0: you can hear it. Okay. You might not be able to hear it, but. And then
1: you like, <laughs> oh, sh- Yeah. He's a fucker. He's put it down there and he's playing this on the thingy. So <laughs> I know
2: exactly <laughs> what he's doing. John's a musician could you hear that we can yep. hear yeah that, that was brilliant so.
0: yeah I mean you are basically the uh, Lewis's answer to George Formby. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
4: Jesus Christ well what can All I, I say? high praise
0: indeed I think <laughs> right I'm going to stop recording